Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. The Stray, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew 5, verse 4. God is with us in our difficult times. Look carefully, and you will see his loving hand. The Stray, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. Sultry is the August night, the air is stale and still. It's 2 a.m. in Brooklyn, distant sirens faint and shrill. A woman prowls her kitchen, though exhausted, sleep won't come. And so she fills the kettle, waits to hear its steaming hum. Sitting at the table gives her ample time to think about dark nights like this one when she'd lose herself in drink. All those numbing evenings, all those lost, distorted hours, until she'd gotten sober, until she'd found her higher power. God, somebody told her, has a purpose, has a plan, desires to take you deeper and you need to understand. She'd clung to God's existence, didn't doubt his strength and sway, And though he'd helped to get her clean, he still seemed far away. And so she worked her job, returning home day after day, uninspired, indifferent, until she found the stray. Wait, perhaps I phrased that wrong. The woman would concur. It's not so much she found the stray, in truth, the stray found her. Walking through the alley to dispose of kitchen trash, from the corner of her eye, she'd seen a dark and fleeting flash. Knowing her surroundings, she assumed it was a rat. So imagine her relief when round the dumpster walked a cat. Black as midnight velvet, it meowed a brief complaint, Her paws were white as ivory, like she dipped them in some paint. She sat and looked sedately at the woman standing there, as if to say, what kept you, with a placid feline air. Well, aren't you just a pretty girl? The woman calmly said. The cat abruptly licked her paw and rubbed it across her head. She wore no tag or collar, didn't seem to need a cleaning. Maybe you are lost? The cat continued with her preening. The woman made a move to leave, but something made her pause. An unfamiliar feeling deep inside her was the cause. She sensed an invitation. It was subtle, gentle, 
sweet. She asked as if in answer, Would you like something to eat? The cat curtailed her grooming and the woman softly laughed when the stray got slowly up and rubbed herself against her calf. I guess that settles that, she said. Well, come with me, my dear. I'll make a can of tuna or some other thing up here. She ambled to the steps, the ones she'd just come down before, took them one, two, three, and held ajar the open door. Come on, she said intently, but the cat demurely shied, sat down upon the landing. Don't you want to come inside? No coaxing or persuasion could revise the cat's locale. The woman shrugged her shoulders. Okay, have it your way, gal. Moving from the open door, she reached to get a plate and then a can of tuna, still the cat unruffled weights. She walked out to the landing. Okay, lady, promise kept. She set the plate upon the stoop and sat down on the step. And when the dish was bare, the woman gave her leg a tap. The cat obliged this subtle call and curled up in her lap. As the stars adorned the sky, she stroked that purring back, feeling that the night somehow was not so dark, so black. After they'd sat there a while, the cat arose with calm, drawing one last sweet caressing from the woman's palm. Down the steps she padded, paused to meet the woman's eyes, then headed toward the alley, and the night was her disguise. Next evening, just at twilight, post a long, hard-working day, the woman leaves the station after riding the subway. Walking home the seven blocks, she's beat when she arrives, but perks up when she sees she's got a nice feline surprise. The stray is sitting on her stoop, as natural as can be. A bright meow escapes her as the woman says, Dear me. I suppose you want some tuna. I believe I've one more can. I guess you found an easy mark. You're good Samaritan. Once again, she holds the door, invites the cat inside, and once again, that offer is emphatically denied. With a smooth and tranquil air, the stray sat unconcerned, seeming to be saying, I'll wait here till you return. Laughing to herself, the woman pushed aside the screen returned a moment later with a saucer full of cream. All right then, your majesty, please dine outside instead. I'll be back with something good for both of us, she said. Back inside the kitchen, she warmed up filet of sole, then dumped her final can of tuna quickly in a bowl. Out then to the stoop, the cat a step or two withdraws, licking bits of cream that cling to whiskers and to paws. And eating there together with the turning world unseeing, the woman and the stray find solace in each other's being. Evening after evening, they repeat this same routine, sitting there together in the streetlight's muted gleam. Several cans of tuna now adorn the kitchen shelves, and symbolize the bounty they have given to themselves. The woman feels new purpose, like a gentle, calming shove, 
pleased by her compassion and capacity to love. So coming home this Friday night, her buoyant spirits droop. The stray, for some strange reason, isn't waiting on the stoop. She hurries through the door to set her things upon a chair, then hustles to the alley, hoping she will find her there. She saw no form or figure, though she whistled and she called, just the metal dumpsters and some boxes by the wall. She crossed her arms in worry when a conversation carried. From a nearby stoop, two women loudly talked and tarried. She realized her neighbors were the voices that she heard. One lived on the second floor, the other on the third. If I said it once, I must have said it 50 times. Those trash trucks are a menace. How they drive should be a crime. Oh my, don't I know it. Did you hear? Why, just today, one of them was speeding and hit a little stray. You know, the little black one that's been hanging around for weeks. They went back through the door, which sounds like weeping as it squeaks. The woman stands unmoving, feels her heart go stiff and cold, as waves of deepest sadness like a dying rose unfold. She walks back to her steps where she had found such fine relief, that place of joy and happiness supplanted now by grief. Words escape unbidden. How I loved that little cat. Then once again alone, she walked in silence to her flat. The kettle's heated humming brings her from her reverie Wearily, she rises up to make her cup of tea. Then sitting down again, she sees a thing that takes a toll. A single can of tuna and a bare and empty bowl. God, she says in whisper. Then she heaves a heavy sigh. I know I haven't been the greatest convert in your eyes, but you've walked with me through darkness, through those times of bitter shame when the only thing I knew in my despair was call your name. Forever I'll be grateful I escaped that living hell. And yet my heart still yearns that I can somehow know you well. Now that heart is breaking like a wounded acrobat, I can't believe my feelings for that stray, unwanted cat. And yet I can't help thinking this was not an accident that somehow you pursued me, that your love did not relent. Comfort me, dear Jesus. Come and hold me if you're there. I guess this is my white flag. I guess that is my prayer. Stillness dominated as her words drifted away. As they did, a breeze so gentle made the curtains sway. The darkened kitchen window seemed to beckon her attention, and then a sound so muted it was barely worth a mention. She rose up from the table, put a robe around herself, then retrieved a flashlight where she kept it on a shelf. Out the door and down the steps, she waited there to listen, then heard the sound again, 
where broken jars and bottles glisten. Moving through the alley past old bricks and cinder blocks, behind a piece of carpet she can see a cardboard box. Turning on her flashlight, she is overcome and smitten. For lying in that carton are three very hungry kittens, each as black as midnight, and she caught her breath because all of them were sporting white as winter kitten paws. She thinks about the stray and all their meals beneath the sky. This is why you chose the stoop and wouldn't come inside. Oh, my precious little ones. Her voice serene and calm. Tearfully, she chokes the words. I knew and loved your mom. Bending down, she takes the box and walks back to her steps, stopping first to fully savor what she utters next. Her mourning turned to comfort, solace conquering her angst. She lifts her face towards heaven and then simply whispers, Thanks. She felt God's love surround her as relentless as the tide, and cradling the cardboard box, she carries them inside. In our culture, the word mourning has been consigned primarily to describe the ultimate source of sadness, grief, and loss, the death of a loved one. It is certainly that, but when we confine mourning to this single meaning, we miss much of the power of Jesus' word in Matthew 5, verse 4. As humans, we can mourn many things, loss of a job, a broken relationship, unfulfilled dreams, and yes, even the passing of a cherished pet. God is the creator of our emotions, and our ability to feel things deeply is a two-sided coin, resulting in both the height of our greatest joy and the depths of shattering heartbreak. The comfort that is promised by God to those who mourn is not the removal of pain. It is the faithful and loving presence of God through the pain. It is knowing that He returns nothing empty and He can and will redeem even our greatest hurts. Often God's most profound presence is found in His comfort. He offers it, always, to those who mourn. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. The Stray was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices provided by Cinnamon Miles, Janary Caps, and Grace Buck. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. 
All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes.